Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi, I'm Neil Driscoll, and in this podcast, I'm going to talk to you a bit about being qualified. Now, some, something which I am asked about all of the time, understandably, because um, wherever people are sailing, they want to make sure that they're doing doing the right thing. Uh, and I just want to help you know help help you understand the thought process. Um, a li- little bit of kind of covering here, but also for your own. Um, your, your own kind of pre- prevention of getting into any mischief, um, please make sure that you actually verify for yourselves, um, not just from listening to what I say today, but for your, you know, in the future, um, what qualifications you may need, because uh, not just in Australia, but around the world, um, requirements can change at different times. And um, never rely on hearsay, you know, just have a look at the re- relevant government um website uh, wherever you're going to be and just make sure that you you actually check out what you need for yourself something you'll find in most places is that the requirement on you as a recreational boater is often um not that high in terms of qualifications that you need um it it can be as simple as you know a, a you know in, in australia for example there's a uh, a compulsory boat license for um you know motorboats in most states and um well all states and many, many states actually require it um for sailing boats but you know you could achieve that by um you know doing a, a multiple choice exam and um you know spending a, a couple of hours in a boat um taking it in turns to sort of drive in a straight line so it's not always that difficult to achieve um the uh, the relevant recreational qualifications sometimes it can be a bit more involved so you know for example in um in the mediterranean uh there's the icc which um i'm sure you're aware you know it's a big part of what we do and helping people get over to the med either as uh, private owners or chartering and making sure that you've got that um international certificate of um confidence uh, <laughs> competence uh, and hopefully confidence um but I just want to explore a few other things that you may or may not have thought about with you. So, um, number one is, is uh, the radio. So, uh, you know, the radio license is, you know, highly achievable. You know, our online courses only take a couple of hours to study and uh, the exam is a half an hour multiple choice quiz for VHF. But if, if there is a requirement that you need to carry a radio, like there is in uh, Australia once you're going out to sea in most states, then uh, that also means that you need to have a license to operate said radio. Um, and so that's one thing which is very, very easy to overlook. Um, and also if you've got a, a radio with what we call DSC capability, digital selective cooling, uh, it's really important that you've got yourself a radio license so that you can have an MMSI. Sorry, I'm not going to do acronyms for the whole podcast. Um, but the MMSI is the number that you get issued with once you have a radio license that is programmed into the radio so that the digital functions work. Bigger picture means that if you push the distress button and you have an MMSI programmed, it would send a digital mayday for you and all the good stuff that comes with that and if you hadn't programmed an mmsi number then when you push the radio nothing would happen and you wouldn't even know that nothing's happened that's a pretty big one um 
you know, the boat license tends to come up even for the yachties, not just because you have to have it for the yachts in many states now, but um, in Oz, this is, but also um, for your tenders. Um, likewise, so, you know, I, I actually made my original kind of savings to come and uh, move to Australia from running a, a similar license in the UK called the, the Powerboat Level 2. Now, um, you know, the UK is a bit different because you often don't have compulsory rules for the recreational boating, but then uh, you're rewarded with your with your insurance. So something I just wanted to flag with you as well is do make sure wherever you're doing your boating um, that you just check in and see, you know, would it make a difference if I had a certain qualification? Um, one, because you may already have it, but two, depending on what it is and the difference in the premium, there's potentially you know, just a commercial case for you to consider becoming qualified just to, you know, see a reduction in your insurance premium. And, um, you know, a big part of that would be affected by the, the, the value of the boat to start with, of course. But, you know, if you've got quite substantial premiums and you're looking at going to do quite big trips and uh, you you probably find some insurance companies at least might reward you for more quals. Now, Looking at that for a minute, what else um, would you want to look at? Well, the, the the other one is the Yacht Master. Um, you know, I've trained many, many people uh, for, you know, I think somewhere around 400 now for their Yacht Masters. Um, and interestingly, the majority of them uh, were not going down the line of using it commercially. It's usually just as a, a benchmark. Um for themselves to be able to say yep i i got to yacht master um certainly the the sort of higher value boats that i skipped across oceans and um the insurance company actually required that the skipper was a uh was a yacht master um ocean just for them to be able to insure the boat so sometimes you can find that these um these are things that you, although you're not necessarily doing a commercial, or you're not doing something commercial, but you may you may find for different areas you need a qualification. Something which, given I own a sailing school, might sound like a, a, a strange thing for me to say, but I, I would um, also encourage you to not just run out and get lots and lots of qualifications just for the sake of it. So if you don't actually need them, um, then you know consider maybe just even if you do want to look at doing some training do you you know go and see if it's worth just looking at doing something that's quite specific to achieving your goal in your environment rather than just going down the pathway of getting qualified and you know one that comes up for me often here is um you know that people will um we have this commercial ticket here called the master five so they'll kind of enroll someone will enroll at tafe um and do a master five and i i sort of say why and they'll say oh, i'm you know i'm planning to go cruising up the up the coast and um and it's like oh you know you are ask them later like how you know how much of the course did you find was quite beneficial when you were um when you were going cruising you know learning about the commercial requirements of running a you know running a ferry in, in Sydney Harbour and there, there's always going to be some it never hurts to learn but often it, it wouldn't have quite hit the mark in the way that they were thinking um and in fact maybe just two or three lessons on their boat would have probably been a, a, a much better scenario uh this the same is very much true of yacht masters I mean um 
many of the recreational people I've I've trained have said that you know they found getting a yacht master really good for learning kind of the thought process and thinking about actually planning rather than just heading out to sea um but many of the sort of detailed things that they might have needed to become comfortable with um wouldn't have necessarily been uh they wouldn't have used it as much as uh as they might have thought um i can remember there was someone just we were helping out um get her yacht masters before going and crewing on the volvo ocean race last year and you know catching up later and yeah, how, how did you find that and you know the drawing the course to steer triangles out um in sydney harbour wasn't wasn't a major part of uh, something that she ended up doing in the in the Volvo Ocean race, but um, likewise, you know, the point was it, it got us all to a kind of a, a sensible benchmark where everyone was at least of a certain level of training and seamanship before we we went out to sea. Now, the reason that I like talking about the the qualifications for you today is because the seamanship is often what people are trying to gain it's the the knowledge and ability of how to prevent getting into an emergency situation and if you find yourself in an emergency how to how to cope with it and i mean just last week i was out with some guys um where we were doing a, a session using a drogue and you know we just locked off the rudder as if it had gone and then we were you know, managing the boat under sail and, you know, controlling the boat using the sails and the drogue and, you know, teaching them like proper seamanship for how they could manage getting the boat back into a harbour and, you know, getting through the wind, etc. And, you know, having taught pretty much every relevant course, although if you were lucky, it might have come up somewhere, but something like that is a pretty key skill for your seamanship and yeah it's not out of the realm of possibility it's something that you might need to use um but it's also something which you're um you're not going to learn in a specific course unless you 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 look at a tailored pathway And, and even if you did learn it it wouldn't be on your own boat unless it was a tailored pathway so um in summary make sure that you you're always aware of what qualifications you you need for your recreational boating and that you don't find yourself getting uh, getting into a bit of trouble um i would make sure that you uh don't just go and get qualifications for the sake of it um because they they do expire and require maintenance and um and then finally just please um please make sure you just before doing anything like that just take a bit of extra time to try and think about what it is you're trying to achieve and uh, because you'll often find and full disclosure i am biased at this result that's why my business was built to deliver it uh, you'll often find a uh, tailored pathway of just doing some specific training on your boat will fill your needs um, much much better than um, just going down a generic course thanks very much Bye.